You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. My name is Julia, and I'm sitting next to my very beautiful co-host, Eva. Today, we are going to speak or talk about something very important. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) Must be funny in a rich man's world. Funny mentioned man's world. Yeah. yeah. Feels like it at least. Um, Yeah. For those who are new to our show, so happy that you're here. Uh, Every week we come out with a new episode on Fridays and we try to alternate between us two and then interviewing a guest. So next week will be someone super interesting and yeah, hope to, hopefully you'll like this one. (laughs) I feel a little bit like scattered at the moment. I didn't sleep well, but trying to ground and to anchor into this. How are you feeling ever today? Well, I'm happy now that I'm, I have coffee in my hands. Uh, second cup of the day. So <laughs> getting started, <laughs> engine rolling. Um, yeah. I mean, October, you know, we're, I think, I guess we're all pretty bummed that we are not going to be able to travel, but, um, yeah, COVID is on a the real, rise. real thing, and 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 unfortunately uh, on the rise um, here in Finland in Helsinki. Well, especially I guess in Helsinki and Vasa. Yeah. Um, so we're all kind of watching it unfold, and just fingers crossed that it's really crippling. Yeah, yeah that things will, you know get better not to important not to lose hope in these these times but yeah um other than that like on a micro level how am i doing thanks for asking i'm <laughs> i'm i'm all right i miss mexico but other than that i'm i'm okay what about yourself it's funny that you mentioned mexico i really like last night when i sat in the couch by myself i had this like really vivid it wasn't a deja vu because I've actually like experienced it, but like I had this really vivid memory of Bali and I was like, oh my God, I don't even know when I can travel right. there. And it's really sad, but I'm okay. I'm a little bit tired. Um, new moon is coming. Mercury mm-hmm. retrograde happened uh, yesterday. And honestly, I've been feeling the Mercury retrograde ever since like Sunday. It was like just weird things happening and communication issues and just like very not past life but memories from you know childhood and teenage problems and things from the past are starting to resurface so uh difficult astrology in my opinion and i think we're all in the same boat and uh I'm, I really feel bad for like all the small businesses and right. the restaurant industry bars are closing and I'm just sitting with all of my fingers and toes crossed that it's not going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very <clears throat> 
egocentric of me, but um, I will not be able to. I don't know, honestly, how I how my business would end. It, it would probably end if we had another lockdown. I'd be in like bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not funny. Um, it's like I had to. Yeah, I just want to kind of. Um, just mention or open up Mercury retrograde if you're unfamiliar with what it means. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, so it's in astrology when the planet of Mercury, which is the planet that is um, representing or rules communication and technology, um, is kind of appears to be moving backwards or like stopping from its orbit. So that's kind of like the definition of mer what Mercury retrograde is, but in, in, in astrology, and I'd say that's fair to say neither one of us are huge kind of like, um, I mean, we're not experts in this field, but just but we follow it. We follow yeah. it. And, and you can it, Google this one also. Yeah. There's a good, like a lot of good information on, for example, Chani Nicholas. Nicholas yeah, she's has a great resource. Yeah. So just to kind of look her up on Instagram. We can put a link yeah. in the description. And and you'll you'll learn you know, way more about it, but, but, but just to kind of like, this is usually a phase that lasts, well, anything, I guess, from like what, one week to two, three, even more, it can be like, I don't know how long it lasts. I, yeah, I guess honestly, it I think it's varies. like around three weeks or something. Um, but everything kind of stagnates and that's also a time when you shouldn't make new contracts or yeah. <laughs> I just did one today. You did? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but I like, I really sat with it yeah. and I, uh, I think or we can really more step cautious. It's, yeah. yeah. More, and more I, cautious, especially me, yeah. I'm a, actually a Mercury ret retrograde child. So I was born under a Mercury retrograde. So I've read some right. stuff about that and I had okay. like very just inner conflicts with communication it's yeah. like nothing new to me because I sometimes I have a conversation in my mind but I, but I actually don't have it with the person and then of course conflict happens mm -hmm. surfaces <laughs> but yeah let's move on uh, to tap into the subject yeah today. as we mentioned um both of our businesses are not maybe in the most dreamy, fairy, magical, abundant light at the moment because of the COVID virus. And I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation, yeah. a needed one. And for all you who work in the yoga or wellness or Pilates, any wellness business, mm -hmm. um, sending so much love. I feel you wherever you are. And some of us have I, I, we know people who has just recently lost their jobs yeah, or their businesses or their business down their businesses for good. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's very sad times, um, to say the least. Uh, all right. So money. Well, first off, I mean, there's so many kind of different angles to, to just look at this whole theme or, um, obviously we all need it and there's, um, a lot of almost like stigma around uh, the wellness industry and 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 the business of it. Like there, there's almost like, um, you know, sometimes people kind of see it non-yogic <laughs> to to be to be charging for for your services, which is insane because <laughs> you know we we live in a world where we all have to mm, pay our bills and and um, and support ourselves. But um, I find it very you know, 
from kind of our our perspective in this industry, I find it very um, uh, unfortunate that it's uh, an industry that's very underpaid, first of yeah. all. Um, you know, the wages of, of yoga teachers are not, not very good um, because um, there's obviously, well, first off, there's a lot of competition. Um, so that will kind of, you know, um, bring down the prices because of, of all the different offerings and studios and whatnot. Um, but then also kind of like the, maybe people don't see the value of, and this is something we've also touched upon in, a, in some of our previous episodes, like people may don't, don't see the value that goes into one class, a cla- one single class. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's very, so for those who don't know me, I, or don't know what, what I, what I do, uh, I stopped teaching weekly classes, uh, on the studios that I used to work with. And I have a very new pattern that I'm trying out. So I, I, I rent out spaces and I do everything myself now, which is, Amazing, but also very tricky because of course my, my classes are more expensive than the studios. Uh, and this is not to kind of talk bad about the studio owners. I completely understand where they come from Mm -hmm. because they are competing also with each other. But for me, like one dropping class for me is 15 15 euros, which is nothing for a 90 minute class. Like it's really nothing. Uh, But compared to like a studio where it's like 10 euros. And this is like, um, so of course, if, if you're a person who just compared prices, like even, even I would probably go for the 10 euro class if I'm like just visiting Helsinki and, you know, looking for something to. A single drop in class. Yeah. And so it's like tricky. It's, um, and you really have to kind of have some sort of a following, I guess, with your students, which I do have, but I kind of, it's at this moment with the COVID situation, it's becoming even more tricky because people are starting to get scared and afraid to show up. And of course it affects us a lot and for our events and so forth. But yeah, oh my God, we could talk about this forever. So um, I'm super grateful for my students. Thank you so much for supporting me. If you're listening to this, mm-hmm. you are the reason that I Valued. have, that I, have yeah. that I can eat. <laughs> um, and also I want to like kind of mention here that uh, there's not a lot of yoga teachers that I know of personally that actually just live off of their you know, full-time teaching jobs. It's very often a side hustle to many teachers because just simply put, you can't, you know, you can't sustain yourself with just teaching classes. First off, um, like we've talked before, there's a lot of energy time uh, planning that goes into just one single class, everything from planning out the sequence um, uh, to, you know, 
going to the actual location and kind of sensing into the space and setting up the space and kind of energetically you're even imprinting the space before the actual class and this is something that for instance um fitness instructor instructors don't see Mm -hmm. because it's so important for us at least for me like I I want to be at the studio at least 30 minutes before everyone else comes because I need to set up the space light some candles maybe burn some sage um not that I always do it because you I need know to people like say, land I, in the space, yeah, land in the space and so that you can hold it space and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, scatter my energy into right. it. So it's like my container and not the teacher who has been there before me. That's how I see it. Like I kind of want it to become this vortex of my teaching. You open it and then you close it before you go. So it's not just the actual one hour session or 90 minute session, you know, that goes into that time wise. It quickly becomes like up to two and a half. And then you have to be like alert. So when you think of just like any regular job, we say just one hour of working. I mean, during that hour, you can go to the toilet, you can scratch your head, you can scroll through your phone and do whatever. When you're teaching, you're a hundred percent every second you're breathing it you're living it you're in it so there's i'd say and argue also to fitness classes there's a huge same, difference same because you can't just sit on your bum and no nope. you're in it a hundred yeah trillion billion percent. and holding space is it's just there's ha- a lot yeah. of energy that goes to just holding space like even in yin classes where you don't move as much it's such a, such a, it's just a very big effort for us to hold the space for each person in the room. And I mean, it's in its own way, um, like, uh, energy healing, I would say. Yeah. At I least agree. if you don't teach, like, I know that some people maybe teach from a different place yeah different place more like just this is like a stretch class or more of a workout class but for us it's we're more sensitive beings also so we sense into spaces we want to hold the space and just there needs to be a reason kind of and a theme behind everything for me just that yeah and another variable that i also want to mention is you have to also be very flexible and because you're reading the energy and you might have this whole sequence and plan that you've created, you might have to throw it out the window and recreate it because you notice something is going on in the vibe, the energy, you notice they're struggling or whatever it is, you have to be so in it that you can also change it if needed. So very flexible. That's that's why also like, you know, when you think of just an hour of, of teaching, it's not just one hour. It's the entire second of the hour plus getting there setting the space leaving usually if it's a place cleaning afterwards sometimes if it's a studio class you have to take in the payments and whatnot and you know there's uh, (laughs) floor mopping whatever it's it's a lot of that goes into that so it's not just one class a day so you you know I don't know if there's a lot of teachers out there that actually do like eight classes a day kind of thing I don't I could never ever ever do that I would burn out I used to do like three classes a day sometimes four yeah that's I hustled and it was like then I had three days in a row uh off 
but it wasn't enough. That's why you but I knew, out I knew, it. I knew yeah. that it was for a specific amount of time because I knew that I was going away for three months. So I had to kind of just hustle. This is the only thing I know. I haven't studied anything else. I didn't, mm -hmm. I've tried the university or, you know, physiotherapy and social anthropology, but I didn't stick with it. So for me, it's like, this is my craft and this is what I know. And this is what I live for. Yeah. But it's also really hard to find, to create a sustainable, sustainable way of working with it. Right. And that's, because you yeah. can't do it like I, you can't, that's not I sustainable. Like 50, 50 times. And now when I'm, I'm at this moment, I'm teaching two weekly classes, but I'm doing so much work behind the scenes because I'm marketing them. I have to write the descriptions and I have to set up all the products on my website. And people probably think that I just like sit at home and chill on the couch. And then, I mean, we're doing a lot of workshops. We're planning and even just like that one workshop a month, you, it's a lot of planning right. and reaching out for, um, what's the, the, the sponsors and like actually creating this whole, um, experience for people. And that's also, you know, a great, like uh, I was going to come into that, you know, how, how it's not, you know, sustainable, especially if you're a sensitive, um, uh, person. And I'd say both of us, what, what unites us, we're both extremely sensitive, you know, teachers and just human and beings in human general. Beings, yeah. Um, and or we find it hard to maybe like, we don't fit into the no. normal nine to five kind no. of grind. So anyway, so with, with the teaching, I wish it, I would. If, if you could, um, you know, teach, let's say even that you do this and you, you do this as your full-time job, you're a yoga teacher, like you're still going to have to also host events in order to, you know, make a living for yeah. yourself. But the problem with, with hosting events, and it's also like, you know, people are so used to paying these low prices for yoga classes. They're like, why should I put 35 euros into an event? Which is kind of like, when you think of it, it's, it's not that much money, you know, that go into How many the times event. a week do you go lunch for yeah. 10 euros? But it's, it's, it's sad that people don't see the value yeah. in, in, in wellness and, and, you know, they, they see it as almost like unholy if you charge a higher rate for your services, which is obviously, you know, not everyone has, 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 you know, that extra money to put into these, these things. But again, health is the greatest wealth. Your wellness is the one thing you should be investing your money in, especially during these times. So obviously yeah of course people are now afraid to you know of, of catching um you know the the disease the rona. The, the rona um or the the virus but but during even norton before this whole pandemic i mean even then it was um and we've talked with other teachers in you know in this in this field of work as well and and a lot of people struggle with with this so it's it's a tough, tough business. So if you're an, an aspiring yoga teacher, we feel you mm -hmm. and welcome to the business, obviously. But it's, it's, um, it's a good idea to also maybe have some, some other source of income, uh, to be quite frank. Yeah. And in the very, like, if I, if I look back at when, when I started teaching more, I also worked at a cafe 
on yeah. the side in Reykjavik. And then I had my hot yoga classes at the gyms and a few at the studios. But and in Iceland, my my uh, my hourly rate was much higher. Well, Iceland is also well. Iceland yeah. is yeah, like the it's most expensive, expensive. Uh, country in the whole world. Yeah, just like farting costs fifty euros. Yeah, yeah it's like breathing <laughs> the air. It's like oh, thank two thousand a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so it's that's well. I mean, I have also my side hustle moon moonaware which well it's also just basically throwing more money into that business but it's um it's a good idea if you are planning to get into this field of work to maybe have some sort of some other source of income uh, to to make a living for yourself um but you can you can also do it full-time. Yeah. I did it for a long time full-time, but then, and in the beginning you have like, or after Reykjavik, I jumped into like teaching, just teaching yoga. And in the beginning you have more energy, energy for it. Um, <laughs> motivation. motivation and it's kind of new and it's exciting. Yeah. And I, I think I thought 14 classes a week, which is very, way too much. And everyone was saying or telling me that it was way too much, but I was like, no, I want to do this. And it was fine for one, two years. And then boom. <laughs> but not everyone is like us, you know, also, I so was like, some people might be able to do 30, you know, yeah, yeah. classes and a week. No problem. It's completely fine. Yeah. Then it's like perfect if you found your way, but then mm-hmm. you'll notice when, or you will notice when you have to change up the pattern. And I had so much resistance to it because it was everything I knew. And it's so uncomfortable to step out of that. So I actually had to physically remove myself, get out of the country mm-hmm. and just change scenery. Yeah, yeah. And kind of allow everything to settle and rewire my whole system and yeah well and also another thing I want to point out with this with this work as a yoga teacher and uh, is another thing people maybe don't take into consideration is that you know the the cost we ask for our events or whatever the cost for our privates or corporate yoga classes is well not maybe corporate yoga classes but privates and events like these events are usually during weekends Sundays, Saturdays, or in the evening, late evening time. So there we should cannot be go a to the nightclub. <laughs> yeah, there should always be a higher pay for those hours, yeah. right? It's, it's. I think it's very. Of course, I think it's like a, a no-brainer, but you don't maybe see it. But I hope, like, if you're listening to this and you haven't really thought of these things that we're mentioning, maybe think of them next time you judge our prices. Right. Or have more compassion, yeah. maybe. Like this is my this is our only income. And it might seem much for you, like, wow, you can make, I don't know, 300 euros for an event, but that's just one event for one month and we have to pay our bills. 300 euros is not like it doesn't even co- cover rent in Helsinki. Not even close. Like, not even close. Yeah. And I have two dogs I have to feed. <laughs> so money, yeah. It's it's and but it when it when it comes to money and also like self-worth and um let's say like private yoga classes and corporate yoga classes i think that's why it's so important not to sell yourself too cheap you know to kind of have like this is my rate and it's non-negotiable like take it or leave it because 
you know, whenever you give in to these cheaper rates, that's always going to be like, you're kind of doing this, um, what is service disservice to other teachers because then they know that they can get it and to yourself also because then when you want to um like hi what's it Uh, hey yeah please raise raise the price it's gonna be it's it can be more difficult after if you've been like selling your classes for very cheap uh amount it can be sometimes hard to yeah, that's just from my experience. Like if you start very low, it can take time to slowly build it up. Yeah. So yeah, it's mm. self-worth and communication and setting your rates and is really not easy, but it's, it's, yeah. but it's really also feels good to say no at times when yeah. there is, you know, a rate that does not sit with you, does not feel fair. Obviously, you know, we can't emphasize as much like yes we are living these you know very exceptional times and and obviously people don't have the same maybe um capability to pay whatever they're they're used to and there's a lot of deals and discounts and sales but it's still important that it feels like an like an equal or fair energy exchange because that's what it is you are giving you're paying for a service and money is uh energy you know it's just basically um it's matter it's (laughs) not good it's It's it's, not uh, bad also energy energy, so we all need it so um so that's kind of the 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 maybe our rent (laughs) our our views as as teachers uh yoga teachers and 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 i mean like i hope that this year will somehow teach us maybe something uh about small business owners also i feel like we've been very kind of not neglected but people don't actually see how much work we do behind the scenes yeah and we're not only talking about yoga teachers and fitness instructor stress instruct instructors why, why is that so hard to say today <laughs> but every every small business owner and it shouldn't be personal but it kind of is still yeah because you're selling your services yeah, your, your, I, know, I was going to say a little part of yourself yeah. but it is like it is still very personal because it's a part of who you are so so yeah. what about like money I'm going to um switch gears all together and and looking at money uh in um uh, you know as in spending or in a relationship and to kind of if you're in a relationship and you live together and um, you have different um, you know incomes what is your view on what is a fair uh, because this is you know first of all when you're new to a relationship it's kind of like you know both of the parties are not money is not really off oftentimes discussed in the beginning it's more like you know, yeah, whatever we both, you know, money is uh, something that we all need and, and just 
almost like this elephant in the room. But then at some point when you maybe move in together and money becomes a topic that's very important and it causes also a lot of, you know, conflict in, in relationships. And especially when there are different salaries and, and spending habits and whatnot. So how do you kind of, uh, in your relationship or how do you tackle this big topic? I feel like, as you mentioned in the beginning, you don't really discuss it. And then mm-hmm. later it might um, stir things Ticking up bomb. a little bit. <laughs> there might time bomb. <laughs> yeah, some turbulence <laughs> will occur at some point. Uh, but so we've, I think we've like found a good way of doing things sometimes. I mean, it's still a subject and especially this year because things has been as they have I, I mean my income was like non-existent in the very beginning of the year so very different from my partner who do you have a joint account no yeah I never like no yeah no 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 Neither and even we. like the apartment that we live in right now is not mine it's Will's and he actually before we moved before he bought it he was like do you want to like buy it with me and Mm -hmm. have like a percentage of like, no, I I don't want to yet do any, like, I feel like it's not the time for me to invest any money or take a loan or anything because I'm still figuring out my business. And, um, well, also sometimes he forgets that I am much younger than, than him and that I'm I'm still very much trying out a new pattern in my own business. And of course, sometimes when things are going better for him, he helps me financially. And then I've also helped him. Uh, I used to have a better income (laughs) than now. But um, I mean, simple things as going to the grocery store. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't split the bill. We don't do the 50, 50. Yeah. We usually like take turns and like you go Same. now and like, yeah. uh, we're not that, um, I'm like so slow with, I'm, I was going to say tarka in Finnish. We're not that like hardcore. We don't follow up things to yeah. the very nitty gritty, nitty gritty. Yeah. So but of course things come up at least once a month and he <laughs> when has, the bills come when the bill, no but we don't have that no. like expense well it depends a month you don't to have month an excel and, sheet with with a no, list of no no but i actually i have friends that she was not anymore but she was in a relationship where the guy the boyfriend had a freaking excel sheet of the things he had purchased and like the cost okay, of them okay all right Uh, Will has done that to me during the summer when I didn't have any income he would write down everything he paid for and it triggered me so fucking much I I started crying because I was like this is like putting a knife to my my throat and he has stopped since I was like don't do that to me like I will pay you when I have money but please don't like show me your fucking lists (laughs) oh Um, my god but yeah it's like oh god I have actually friends who do that. Like, you owe me 320. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I have like 
close friends who are in relationship who do that. And I three twenty. But remember these these might be people or I it depends on your own income, I guess, but like I'm not into it at all. It turns me off if someone would be like, Hey, you owe me two fifty. <laughs> Like I'm, I can I'm buy not you a meaning coffee. to be like no 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 but condescending like, to laughing it's just no 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 but yeah. it's okay if you yeah. are also but yeah. like I I don't get it I'm like yeah. yeah I can I can buy you coffee next week honestly uh, maybe I should be more um, maybe I should follow up my economic situation a little bit more and it would probably change things but well. It's, yeah, some people are just good with numbers. Others are yoga teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But I would definitely say that, uh, yeah, Will is the one in our relationship who is more, like, he takes more care of. But then again, like, we have, we've had, ex I've had experiences when he... Yeah, I'm not going to mention it because it's a very personal, but um, yeah. Let's just talk about you, you two. <laughs> How is it in your relationship? We don't have a joint bank account. We have our own bank accounts and um, he does pay for more. Uh, also, his income is, you know, way more than mine. Way more. So... Um, I, in my opinion, that's fair. I, I don't think it should be 50-50 if you're not making 50-50. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in today's society, it's interesting how it's like, there's all this talk about equality, but it's, it's, if it's, <laughs> it's still not equal and obviously different jobs are paid different things and you have different um, professions and, and, I I grew up in a household as well where my my father paid for way more than my mom and it was never an issue so it's just kind of like I don't know I guess I grew up seeing that pattern and and um I think it's fair if the other one makes way more that that other person also pays for more I don't think it's fair that then you split it that's just my personal kind of view on it um and uh we're not we don't have any list of you know anything no excel sheets or anything and <laughs> it's uh i don't know when it I'm comes to buying like, sorry i'm yeah. not laughing at the like if someone out like a listener yeah. if you're doing this this is like completely fine i should probably be more responsible yeah. over the, like these my, are just these yeah, are just how, just we, like, how me, we like we do it yeah and um you know, when it comes to buying like bigger things like furniture or furniture or, you know, a couch or washing machine or whatever, it's um, taking turns. But again, he does pay for more. It's. But then I, I also think, OK, this is kind of like sad to say, but if if we were to split or if you guys were to split, you're, you're still going to uh, like know who paid for what. So it's not like that yeah. it's split half. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's fair the way it is. Um, I guess you can have a lot of like opinions about what's fair and whatnot, but this is my view on it. And I guess we share the same. I think it makes sense. Yeah. 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 
And I mean, I if he pays for the electric bill the, during the month, he doesn't sometimes he doesn't remember that I might have been the person who bought the dog food. Dog food is actually quite expensive, and we have one of the dogs are he's like toothless. <laughs> so oh no! <laughs> we have to buy the expensive like dog meatballs and just to make sure that he gets all the nutrition he needs. So it's like actually expensive. Um, <laughs> or I'm the, always the one who uh, upgrades the interior, you same, know, same. he doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah. And I bought obviously all, all the, yeah. in, in, like obviously, all decoration items, every single thing. I because bought. he doesn't care about it. Mm -hmm. I don't tell him to like, pay 50% no. to be I'm like okay but I care about this yeah. I'm very visual and Same. I like things to be pretty, pretty and beautiful Cozy. so for instance I've created our bedroom pillows just yesterday and oh they're nice know, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's the same with us. Like I, you know, this past summer, I I went on a little shopping spree because uh, <laughs> we so we moved into our new apartment uh, in when was it April? And this summer, I went on a little shopping spree, like decorating, and I spent like a thousand euros on things, and you know, just buying lamps and and uh, table and chairs and whatnot. And and it's not like I was like asking him to pay me half because I wanted to buy those things. Like I, you it's know, like your <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the yeah. It's so the way it is. But what about like so when it comes to spending and money in a relationship and spending? Um, we obviously also we all have like different spending um, habits. Uh, I'd say. Are, do you guys have different like oh, very, spending? Very like different. what do you spend money on? And I what spend does he lunch spend money on? on brunch, brunch and lunch experiences. Mm -hmm. I like to go out for coffee while he thinks it's like ridiculous because we have a really good coffee machine. Like this Sunday, we had two and two hour argument whether to make brunch at home. And I actually had to like, he didn't want to cut. I offered him to eat brunch. Like I would pay for his freaking brunch. I was like, no, it's like we can make brunch at home. Like, no, I need to get out of the apartment. And he's like, no, he wants to like, he's such a homebody. Like I'm a homebody, but he's like really comfortable on the couch. <laughs> but so I like, the small things like the brunches, the lunches, a uh, little bit of clothes or, you know, decor for the home or a new candle or flowers for myself. Mm -hmm. And he's more into like gadgets, gadgets, cameras, a uh, new computer, uh, iPhone upgrade. If he spends money on clothes, it's like half his wardrobe out, new wardrobe, and then he's done for the year. Well, I'm like a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And then my wardrobe is like overflowing of unnecessary things. But I've been like, I, in my own opinion, I'm much better now. And I actually think twice before buying something because I do have a lot of clothes and especially yoga wear. Um, but um, I don't know. It's very different. Very, very different. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How about you? Or you too? Mm. Like I know <laughs> what the situation is, but do you want to share? 
Twitter well, listeners. I mean, we have different habits when it comes to spending. He's definitely into like toys, toys, man toys, man toys technology, <laughs> like upgrade tech. Uh, I mean, yeah, like uh, just. All the new, all the new gadgets and toys, like you said, like, yeah, Technology. he bought, yeah, a, you know, a jet uh, what is it called? Jet a, ski. a jet ski last summer. <laughs> so, like, and I call that the the man Hermes bag or whatever. What's the brand? Hermes. I don't even. I I really <laughs> the man. It's Herme like bag. the only thing. Like I really hate jet skis. It's like if I'm somewhere and there's people, people, people uh, who start very driving hated. back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. I'm like, I'm going to shoot you. He's that person yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, and he has like an electrical scooter. <laughs> like, you know, those kickboard like lime ones. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. That's hilarious. Yep. And, you know, obviously the newest iPhone always and the newest computers. And I don't even know. We have some weird little trinket that measures the temperature inside the house. And I don't know half the time of the different various luxurious things he's getting. So, yeah, I like to spend money on health and wellness like oh, yeah, I really forgot yeah. about that one I, I energy do healer psh, take my yeah. money massage psh, facial oh, here's my money acupuncture take it and facial, like fitness classes boom. I'm also into yeah. like all the yeah but then you all know the I don't stuff. discriminate I'll also use money on clothing yeah I completely <laughs> forgot about like the wellness I, I yeah. put like probably most of my my money also yeah. goes to like the wellness. Have we um, talked about this before? Yeah, we, we did in the Jolie yeah, episode. Yeah, in the Jolie episode, yeah. Two episodes ago, I think. Yeah, so spending. But it, this can also become, you know, a huge topic in the relationship if you have completely different spending habits. And I guess it's just important to kind of um, have an open dialogue, like whether or not you maybe have a joint account or you, you know, however you deal with money in your relationship mm, to communicate, like talk about it. Because I noticed for myself, you know, um, when we are or were making different kind of money and, and, and for me, it's also interesting to talk about money because it's such a taboo to talk about money. It's but there's, you know, a lot of stigma around it. Like you can't really talk about it. Like that's one of the things you, you don't talk about sex, politics or money, right? Like those are the three golden rules where you're just here to break all the rules. So um, um, it, it can cause a lot of, you know, um, arguments or disagreements if you have completely different spending habits. And it can also cause a lot of like... Mm, maybe um resentment resentment in in a relationship if there are different completely different um incomes and then the other ones like buying all these you know fancy things and then the other one is is not able to do that so i think it's really important to verbalize and and kind of express also your feelings about it before they these ticking time bombs just explode and and um and for instance, like in all honesty, like now, you know, for me, I've been putting, um, I put a lot of money into my Moonaware, my, my business. And, and before, you know, um, it's going to take a while before it's, you know, 
I can I can pick uh, pick the fruits of, of my labor. It's basically just feeding feeding this mango tree or whatever <laughs> this um, business. So I noticed with myself that I was a little bit triggered when I would see him kind of purchase these various, you know, that some would agree are luxurious things. Uh, when you yourself are in the face of a completely different financial situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just shared a lot of my no, personal things. But, you know, I, I just think it's important to have a convo yeah, around it. Absolutely. And for instance, like, Will doesn't understand me putting money on facials, for instance, because I don't get a physical product to take right. with me home, you know. He doesn't get it. And I'm like, but... You don't have to get it. Mm-hmm. But I think you still have to meet the person halfway. Yeah. You like you are, it's like my money and I can spend it on whatever I want to. A few weeks ago, I bought a harmonium and it was quite expensive. And he sat next, he sat next to me when I told my friend at an event and he was like, what do you spend how did you spend so much money on an instrument? And I, he made me feel really bad about it. And I had to like sit down with him and talk about this at home because it made me feel like I, you know, didn't have the, I don't know. It just made me feel really weird about, you know, buying this thing. And he made me feel bad about it. So I I don't ever think that you should judge a person. Of course, if it's like you're overspending uh, and you have a really bad habit of shopping new things, you should probably like think twice. But this was like a thing that I wanted. I've wanted this thing for many years and now he's making me feel bad about it. So, but yeah, we, we talked, talked things out and all this, everything is sorted. Now I'm waiting for my my harmonium to come to me and i think it's important to like not to have like these money secrets from each other also you know just like oh sometimes i do like hide yeah. things it's horrible <laughs> but i think it's because then horrible <laughs> i hide my hide your your purchases it's like uh but why it's my money i can do whatever like i but could why buy do you then hide it because he always judges me and i i get so like, I just, I don't want to explain anything. It's like always like, did you, did you really need that new sweater? I'm like, yeah, fuck you. So, sorry. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, we do have a little bit of yeah, spice, I mean, spicy things there. Obviously sometimes. it's, it's just, it, yeah, it's very normal that it causes triggers and, and conflicts and, and arguments in relationships. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've talked about this also not recording. So we, we know that we've both you know, had, had our, uh, shares, um, with the dealing with this, this subject, but I guess, um, I guess it's, you know, why you're hiding is because you don't like the judging from, from his part. And, uh, yeah, I just, sometimes I don't just want to deal with it. It's just easier because he doesn't really know what kind of clothes I own. So he doesn't even recognize a new t-shirt or a sweater on me. So it's just easier to, you know, take the labels off and put it in my closet and take the bags out <laughs> before he sees them. Yeah. It's just, yeah, too important to maybe kind of 
understand like just with anything and everything in 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 a relationship we have you know as we have different languages of love and and different ways of we show affection we also have obviously different ways of, of dealing with money and spending money and and as we have with our emotions yeah um and but also it can become maybe for um, the person who is um who is maybe more in charge of dealing with uh, all the the money or the the payments or mortgage payments or taking uh, a bigger load of of kind of responsibility of that can also that person can probably become resentful you know yeah, that, it might that be, yeah. they're carrying kind of or they're holding the responsibility whereas the other person is just kind of like very like ah, da, da, I don't even know what <laughs> what yeah. we pay and and I I know for myself that I need to also become better with money and really like look at it and and be more um it, it's just it's I don't enjoy that at all like I don't enjoy uh, like counting money or being careful with it I don't care for it like I don't I'm like you it's like okay you'll buy me coffee I'll buy you next time you'll buy me lunch I'll buy you next time yeah. I like that flowiness of it or not being very it's very feminine yeah, in its like way not being stingy or not being like counting every penny um but then if it's like huge things that are like that then maybe of the course. other person can become like resentful like you're not paying attention or noticing yeah um it's uh yeah I feel like we could discuss this forever yeah and it's then I guess it's also like topics that might resurface in relationships because some I mean Money comes, money goes. It's like very interesting, like wavy process. At least for me still, it's not um, very linear. It doesn't have, you know, I don't know how much I'll earn during November, for instance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know-ish, but we don't have a set wage like other people yeah it ebbs and flows it's, yeah it's just a part of being an entrepreneur in this uh. field of industry but yeah <laughs> right um but um at the same time I don't like to of course I do stress about money uh, sometimes but I also like to come back to that trust that things will work themselves out like even this month when I knew that I had to pay last of my taxes I was so stressed about it because it was quite of a big sum of money and I didn't really work from January till March and then when I got back in March I couldn't really work because there was a lockdown going on so but it did work out and it was just fine <laughs> so I mean and if I look back at how my life been also, I've always worked things out myself. And I know that if things would go super, super, super bad, um, I can also ask for help. But first, it's good to kind of 
find that trust in yourself and that also sometimes universe really provides. Like you can also ask, hey, Lakshmi, come at me, woman. (laughs) So Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance, abundance, love, beauty. Good fortune. Yeah. She was like, yeah, she used to be like my number one homegirl. She still probably is like, I'm a very Lakshmi. I feel like we both are very Lakshmi girls. Yeah. I have her as my screensaver on my phone. But we also need that. I feel like sometimes I just need more of a masculine way of structuring things. And of course, taking personal responsibility. Yeah. Uh, I've become better at it, but it is a practice. And um, yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll figure it out one day. One day we'll be, I don't know, hopefully we can do like bigger things that as, you know, retreats, trainings that where you can actually make a little bit more money. Money, 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 money. money. And (laughs) yeah, I feel for many years there was a lot of shame around money also for me. Like I have had to work through that shame and actually like, you know, I, I didn't like to be seen in situations you know, as like the creme de la creme people and, you know, because fin- especially Finn Swedes are in Finland kind of like viewed as viewed these, as these snobby, very snobby, yeah, snobby, disgusting, bougie. and there are yeah. some of them and some of them. And I mean, it's not even like, it's also because I've had this view and my mom has been very like, just, uh, strict with us to never brag about money in school because there are some people who like for instance when when I was a child we would go every single what's sport love like a skiing holiday and like during February there's a week where you have a week off from school she would take us to Switzerland and I mean Switzerland is a beautiful country and my grandma had this beautiful cabin there we would go every year and she was always like, don't brag about it. Don't talk to it too much, you know, because some people doesn't even get to travel with families because it's super expensive to go with kids. And I mean, I get it, but also that has, as a child, you start to like take on things. So as I grew up, I was like always hiding my wealth. And it's like a good thing also to not brag. But I also think that you should own your your worth. It's okay to make a lot of money. And be proud of it. And also. be proud of it. Yeah. But you don't have to be that like disgusting snob, of course. But to find the balance and everyone deserves luxury and beauty. It's your birthright. I and I, it took a lot of time to find my way to it. And sometimes it feels like there's a lot of distance also to it like sometimes I'm like do I really deserve it and there's a lot of judgment around it too I feel like when you said everybody deserves you know luxury and beauty I love that because you're so right and it's when we do have these whatever luxurious moments of let's say getting a facial or let's say maybe buying purchasing something you've wanted for a long time let's say it's whatever maybe it's something very vain maybe it's a, a bag a bag or maybe it's a a piece of art you've been craving for a long Mm. time. But I mean, 
the truth is we still live in this 3D world. So why not enjoy what this world has to offer without guilt also? So I think that's very beautifully put, Julia. Thank you for that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's good to look at those patterns. Yeah. They do resurface sometimes. <laughs> and it's healthy to also, you know, if you're in a relationship to have, because because we obviously, we are all different and we all have a different spending habits. We have different, you know, uh, you know, views on, on, on money and, and kind of like different, um, yeah, ways of, of dealing, dealing with, with money and how to use and spend it, um, how to split costs and whatnot. So communication, very, very important. Always. <laughs> and I mean, you don't even have to be in a romantic romantic relationship. This can also be like as business partners or, you right. know, friend relationships. Yes. If you, I don't know, buy something to, together yep. so that where there's like a, bigger investment um but yeah hopefully this conversation open up some new new space or ideas about thoughts thank you for having tuned back in your time is valuable and we know that you could use your time doing time is money anything (laughs) yeah or listening to anything or any podcast so we really do appreciate you having tuned back in it means so much for us um we would kindly ask you to please give us a review if you have enjoyed any of our episodes or snippets of them it would be very helpful so that we can share our podcast with more like-minded sisters and brothers um who would benefit from from the self-worth circle yeah if you want to you can share this episode with a friend who you think would benefit from listening to it also and um for those who are in helsinki keep your eyes open open and ears open and all your senses (laughs) flowing because next month november 15th we are hosting our next moon circle in and it's going to be incredible as always a little bit small smaller gathering again so we stay safe and we really hope to see you there thank you for tapping in thank you see you next week bye, bye.